there's so many exciting things coming between just updates to existing products that I'm excited about or brand new product categories and it seems like we're getting past uh like past event season past like the pre WWDC event season but it also seems like too much to cram into WWDC or maybe just all the rumors are wrong and there's actually not that much stuff coming out yeah Apple's actually struggling and they've got like an iMac update and that's it <laughs> um and it's a yeah. Intel iMac <laughs> you're right we're we're way way past normal apple hasn't done an event like between march and the june wwdc in like 10 years or something usually march is the cutoff really? for whether they're going to do something in the spring yeah it's encroaching on that time but there's just so much stuff it's too much for one conference for sure one developer conference especially right yeah yeah they definitely need to do something they've got ipads that are a little long in the tooth and a whole lineup of computers that still need updated, so they need to get on that. Apple TV news. Um, oh, man. Yeah. yeah, hopefully. AirPods, AirTags. Those sound like, not AirTags, but the AirPods sound like they're going to be delayed again. Or at least rumors are now starting to point towards we might not see AirPods 3 until the fall. Oh, really? I wouldn't be too surprised since they did just release AirPods Max. And and they're perfectly good headphones. There's not a lot you could do to add on to them. No, I got a few things on my wish list, but but yeah, in their current state, they're perfectly fine. Right. You know, I was thinking last night, maybe they're going to do like a week of announcements leading up to WWDC, and it's going to be like this massive week that culminates in the keynote and the State of the Union and all that stuff. But leading up to it, yeah, like... Monday AirPods, Tuesday iPad Pros, Wednesday iMacs, something like that. That would be a lot of fun. I wonder if they would worry about stepping on their own toes with all of that, though. But they keep the they keep the news cycle like burning at hundred percent for about Apple. It'll be for like a full week and a half, probably. Yeah, as they already the news cycles are usually already at hundred percent Apple for the week of WWDC. My news cycle is always 100% Apple. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Me too. <laughs> Let's see. What subreddit, subreddit am I subscribed to? Uh, Apple and iPhone. That's, that's, that's all. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got a few favorited in Apollo just for those odd moments when I'm over Apple news. Yeah, for some photography things or something. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. There you go. Probably not immediately but in the coming months figure out how we want to finagle our recording schedule to fit the week of wwdc because it's an off mm. week for us is it okay uh, yeah and uh there'll be some coordinating with christian involved for that as well is he on board yeah i got him to commit to being on this year's episode with us like three or four months ago already so oh wow think- are you just like in a constant chat with him about things <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christian and I are actually best friends now. Uh, so your your days on the podcast are actually numbered. He's he's going to be replacing <laughs> you soon. Uh, well, I can't really compete with Christian. <laughs> he's just too cool a person to compete with, really. Yeah, where's your award-winning iPhone app? It's uh, it's in the pipeline. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm actually calling it um, Mercury. And it's uh, 
a, t- a thermometer app. There we go. <laughs> Perfect. Mm, I'm going to undercut Apollo. Yeah, because there's going to be a lot of overlap between those two things. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's probably a better joke in there somewhere. Well, people don't download <laughs> Apollo for the Reddit client. They download it because they want, you know, there's a market for apps named after Greek gods. And so you can cannibalize that market. <laughs> Thanks. I was actually thinking space programs, not Greek gods, but yeah. Okay. Same thing. Okay. Same thing. <laughs> everything's in the sky that's right (laughs) what space program came after apollo it was just a space shuttle program wasn't it did it have a name though uh i don't know i Hmm. am very uh illiterate uh, when it comes to space programs i think i revealed in the show at some point in the last couple years that i only had learned recently that we had been to the moon multiple times (laughs) that's right (laughs) yeah (laughs) haven't you been watching for all mankind i watched the first episode (laughs) yeah i only watched a few as well so i don't even know if that uh no i'm pretty sure they went to the moon a few times for that oh yeah not that that was any sort of historical documentary that's my problem is that's the exact kind of show I get all of my uh, historical information from. Hmm. Yep. Apollo 13, Armageddon. It's all uh, true to life. <laughs> Spaceballs. That's my main one. Spaceballs. Yep. Never seen that myself. Oh, really? It's quite good. Yeah. I like it at least. I... Did you hear that the um, original Space Jam website's now gone? Of all times to take it down right before the remake comes out? No, because it, it redirects to the remake now. <sighs> That's terrible. It's sad. Yeah, they should have uh, maybe just like put the old one in an iframe and then had like a link to the new one below, something like that. Yeah, exactly. There's very few websites that you can find that are like the web 1.0 days. Mm, yeah. I'm downloading Spaceballs right now. 1987, that was a good year. The year I was born. Yeah. 1987 uh, on March 29th. Is that your birthday? (laughs) April the 2nd. April 2nd. Okay. Dang it. I should have opened my calendar before speaking. (laughs) And I have to say that I noticed. I noted the time that you sent through my little birthday video present was mm-hmm. exactly twelve a.m. on the second of April. That's right. So. Let's let's leave it at exactly that, and just say that I send you special birthday videos in the middle of the night. <laughs> say no more. <laughs> That's going to be super weird to listen to. <laughs> You could say whatever you want. It was an amazing... I don't even know what... It's probably got a, a term. It was a... A multi-track. A multi-track. Acapella. Is that also the right term? Yep. Um, of of David, of you singing happy birthday to me in like different tones or something. something <laughs> <musical>. <laughs> different yeah. tones. Is that the right word? Uh, different voicings. 
different, different parts. There's a four part all, ha- all yeah. harmonized though, of course. As as well as I can. Trying well, to sing good to me. Those higher parts is is not really in my wheelhouse. Oh yeah, sounded pretty good to me. Oh, I did. I watched it a ton of times to try and work out like which, um, which part of the video was which part of the audio. Yeah, I could not work it out. It's really? really tricky. Yeah. Well, you want to know the secret? Yeah, sure. Um, none of them. I recorded four takes of me lip syncing after I recorded the audio. <laughs> no wonder. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. I have to tell Yasmin that. It's too hard to record uh, video and audio at the same time with at least the setup I had. Mm-hmm. So I just did the audio first. I actually didn't even think about doing video initially. I was just going to record audio. And then I wanted to put my skimmer hat on. So I had to make it a video. Did you sync it with the computer or just like line up the waveforms? Because I didn't notice at all. I just lined it up with the, lined up the waveforms. Hmm. Well so. done. Thank you. I showed my whole family as well. Oh, no. <laughs> You've got some, like, talented musicians in your family. That's very uh, intimidating. None of them are in town. Don't worry. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just showed your None untalented of- family members. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I refer to them as now. <laughs> my untalented family was in town. <laughs> hmm. Well, I saw you um, were putting the show notes together, like, seconds before I joined the call. Well, it's been a uh, an ongoing process. It kind of is now an ongoing process. I used to leave it until, like, the night before and then look at whatever mm-hmm. the top topics were, but I tend to just do it on on the fly as I read news during the week now. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, come, like, this morning, I was actually deleting one of the three topics that were there because it wasn't really news anymore. So, <laughs> we're getting a bit light on topics. Uh, but then, thankfully, someone found uh, a little thing in the uh, the latest TV OS beta code to talk about. So I just bunged that one in there. So now at least we've got well, we've got four topics now. So yeah, no pre-show, no post-show. We can stretch it out. I'm sure we can. We've already been going <laughs> nine minutes or so about nothing really. Wow, that's how you feel about your birthday <laughs> present, huh? <laughs> it's been a good pre-show in other news my uh my left arm is in a cast because i broke my hand since we last spoke really yeah how did you do that i was just pushing down on something with my thumb and it suddenly gave way and mm-hmm. the shock of that actually broke the bone underneath my pinky finger wow yeah good times getting old and so. brittle that's what it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> Hit 34, started yeah. breaking bones. No, it wasn't quite as straightforward as that. I actually did that, had that accident about a month ago, but it wasn't until the weekend when I kind of, not fell over, but kind of overbalanced and braced against that hand. Mm-hmm. And for just a like a brace against the hand, it was incredibly painful. So I thought, oh, something's wrong. Not even remembering that I'd done this thing a month ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, my my sister, who's a GP, said, like, you don't really want to just leave your hand bones if there's something wrong. Like, unlike foot, feet bones, where you just ignore them and they get better, mm-hmm. you should really get hand bones looked at. So, 
went off to the um to the get an x-ray and yeah lo and behold the bone was broken okay so at least it's not bothering you too much in your day-to-day then though only when you hit it against something it hurts well it wasn't but now it's in a cast it is (laughs) (laughs) because it's so inconvenient thankfully it's my left hand so i still do a lot but yeah man is it just inconvenient to only have one arm and hand to do things with have you figured out a way to type i use the voice to text built into mac os it's actually oh yeah yeah okay i tried even the voice control but Mm -hmm. yeah i haven't been able to really get the hang of it they demoed it i think maybe two wwdc's ago and it looked like really good and powerful but as far as i can tell there are some holes that make it not usable but like sometimes you can be navigating around and then you get a menu and then it just doesn't have any action that you can complete in that menu. Well, that's when you use like the grid. Oh, there's a grid. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should play with it more. But, yeah. you know, I still have my right hand so I can use a mouse still. So it's not that critical. It's mostly just the typing that's a pain in the ass. Right. I suppose, yeah, uh, speech to text would work pretty well for most cases. I when I think about typing, I immediately like think about writing code, and that would be very hard to dictate Oof. to a computer. Oh, I cannot even imagine how you'd do that. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of things you want to do aren't actually words, or there's just a lot of symbols. So I guess you'd have to like spell out every character you'd want it to type. Yeah, possibly. And things you type all the time are just such long words, like parentheses, open parentheses, close. So I can't even exactly. say it like twice <laughs> in a row. <laughs> huh yeah but people do it so oh yeah yeah it's just slower i guess just how i'm finding day-to-day life is at the moment it's just slower like you just do less Mm -hmm. stuff and do what you're doing at a slower pace which is nice in some respects how long do you have to wear the cast only two to three weeks thankfully because if i'd picked it up straight away i'd have it in a cast for six weeks but because it had already been going through a healing process for four weeks Mm -hmm. and it's just two or three left so it wasn't like healing wrong and they had to re-break it so it'd heal right no (laughs) (laughs) the doctor suggested that that could happen and then he was looking at the x-ray and he was like "Eh, it's all right (laughs) (laughs) Uh, which is slightly disconcerting I'll take it's all right over. We're going to have to break your hand even more. True. Is that, that's probably the recourse for an incorrectly healed bone, isn't it? Rebreak it. Oh yeah. Actually, I have a a, a very small uh, follow-up topic on canceling Apple music. So Apple music has expired on me now. Okay. Uh, So I'm living the, the pirated music lifestyle. The only thing I'm really and truly missing so far, which I hadn't considered, we didn't discuss, is that you don't get the lyrics in pirated music. So okay. Is I that did, something you use a lot? Yeah, I well, apparently, because I'm always clicking, trying to click the lyrics button and you can't click it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Besides that, it's been quite all right. Have you solved the problem of how you're going to directly fund artists yet? Uh, I'm just going to, A, look for the music on Bandcamp and B, buy, try and buy something directly from their website, whatever form that takes that uh, 
you know, if it's if it's music, it's probably going to be the best way of them not having to spend any money to get it to me. You know, it'll just right. be like minor hosting costs. Whereas if I had to buy a t-shirt, you know, if they've got to pay for the t-shirt to be produced. So yeah, mm-hmm. just the most direct way possible that I can find. That's also not, you know, bother them for like a PayPal address and send it that way because I don't know, that doesn't sound great. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I hope that goes well for you and you don't run into any more issues short of no lyrics. Yeah. I'm still considering experimental phase, so yeah. Okay. There has to be ways to get lyrics. Yeah, but well, you can just like copy and paste lyrics into the um the metadata. Mm-hmm. But they wouldn't sync with the music. Oh, yeah, that's true. So it's barely worth the effort. Do- what do you use the lyrics for? Do you like to use sing them with karaoke or something? Yeah, to sing along. Oh, cool. Yeah. Or just to find out what the lyrics are. Because I'm I'm terrible at understanding lyrics in songs. Oh yeah. I'm the same I way. I think a lot of people are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, mostly sing along. Oops. Have you uh tried your car play anymore? Have you completely given up on that? I've given up on that. Oh man. I do intend to give another shot once the final release of 14.5 is out. Mm-hmm. But man, I love Bluetooth. It's great. Actually, one upside to Bluetooth that I didn't even mention in the list the other week when I was talking about it is that mm-hmm. uh, I can now use screen time again. <laughs> so that's another big benefit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Since CarPlay is not racking up those minutes. I was going through the settings of my car the other day and i saw something that i i wasn't sure it was going to help you with your problem but if you go into like your carplay settings there's a toggle for automatically open the phone when it's plugged in and i had that turned on i'm not sure if that would help if you had it on or if it's already on for you but i've got that on yeah it's like the one and only setting in the ford sync up for carplay (laughs) yeah Yeah, no, I checked it. It's turned on. Okay. Also, I had a second thought. Uh, I don't know if it's just me, but lightning cables in my car always end up getting ruined. Like the uh, the pins on the end start to corrode, and then they either don't make a connection with my phone or they short with each other. And so I do have to periodically switch cables. And so I was wondering if maybe your cable was just finicky. I actually had bought a brand new one foot cable just for the car. So it went from the box okay. to the car. So it's not that either. <laughs> all right. That's all I got. All right. <laughs> Let's wait until 14.5 is officially released and then I'll have another crack at it. All right. Uh, it could even be a situation that Bluetooth plus CarPlay is a good combo. I like to have the phone connected with both. I considered that. So that when CarPlay doesn't kick in, mm-hmm. you've still got Bluetooth. Okay. Man, I would I would be lost without my CarPlay. I like it so much. I'm I'm really disappointed it didn't work out for you after years of me evangelizing it on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, and I've been waiting for it for so long as well. Yeah. Hmm. I haven't actually asked Yasmin if hers acts up. Although she doesn't she typically just listens to FM radio, so maybe if it did she wouldn't even notice. Like does her phone work in your car or does she have also have a car with CarPlay? Always share the one car. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I should probably check with her. 
Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, WWDC was announced since we last spoke. Yeah. Is this an early announcement? Uh, actually, it was a little late. It was announced on the 1st of April, roughly, or maybe the 31st of March. Yeah, it was right at the end of March. Uh, I think it's uh, was a a few days or maybe even up to a week later than they usually announce it. So not super late, but enough that people mm. were starting to wonder. Mm. Wonder what, if it was going to go ahead? Uh, it was pretty inevitable. Yeah, I think everyone knew WWDC was going to happen, but we're also pretty sure that it was going to be uh, another virtual one. And so people were wondering if maybe Apple wouldn't bother to announce it months in advance because no one has to reserve hotels or plan trips. Mm, just a one-week notice. Yeah, or even just a one month or something. I'm a little bit disappointed that it's going to just be one of these pre-recorded things again. There's something cool about, you know, watching something that's live. Kind of like when you're watching live sport, it's, it's better than watching the replay of the same game. <laughs> Even if you don't know what's going to happen. (laughs) Right. Even if no one's spoiled it for you. But there's something just a little bit more special, like Sugar on Top, watching them come out on the stage live. Saying that, I'm not sure when I watched the last one live. I think I've always watched (laughs) them a couple of hours delayed now. So, (laughs) But when I can pull myself out of bed at 1am, it's really good. It's the highlight of my day, yeah. Um. But their their videos have been so polished over the last year that I don't miss, you know, the 30 minutes of random game studios giving us the demo of whatever they're working on. So oh. I'm I'm kind of okay with it. And I really like that it's um, like not only is the keynote event uh, a video, but with WWDC as a whole being online, it, it uh, opens it up to everyone. There's no registration fees. There's no... You know, well, if you can get to California, then you can attend. It's just any any Apple developer can tune into the sessions and, and call into the meetings with the engineers. And and I think that's a, a real win for the community as a whole. And I hope that they're able to keep that in some form, even when they do have in-person one conferences again. I even heard that the labs, which, uh, you know, like, developers talking directly to Apple engineers. I I expected that last year, because it was online, that it would just be like hammered with people from all over the world trying to, you know, get the ear of an Apple engineer. Mm -hmm. But apparently even last year when it was online, they were like trying to to get people to come come in in quotes because it wasn't all that busy. So yeah, to have, you know, someone in Ireland or Finland or some remote place that pops to my mind, <laughs> uh, just being able to talk directly to a, an Apple engineer would, is pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome opportunity. And I, I'm not actually super familiar with the, uh, the labs they do at WWDC. I usually tune into a couple of the big ones, uh, but... I know they can get pretty fine grained, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's some, some real nitty gritty stuff that not many people are interested in and ends up not having the attendance they were hoping for. Yeah, I'm a little bit confused about what exactly is the lab format. So I've definitely watched presentations by by developer Apple developers who, yeah, it, it's still like 
in a um in a theater right and it's just on a very specific topic like topic like siri intense and they're demoing it is that a lab or is that something different i think that's slightly different my understanding of a lab uh is that there's a little bit more back and forth it's not just a presentation uh but yeah i don't think i've actually ever attended something that would be called a lab i've just done those smaller sessions as well Mm. well how could have you before last year anyway i mean you know maybe i maybe i go to wwdc every year maybe you do but i'm i think you would have told me <laughs> yeah i i would never stop talking about that if i got to go yeah to apple's campus remember that one year um there was a lot of furor about uh the artwork for wwc dc and i'm sure people have already heard this topic to the death but uh yeah, just having app icons reflected in everyone wearing glasses, Memoji wearing glasses. There's mm-hmm. a lot of uh, talk about it. Maybe you know, maybe AR glasses are coming to this WWDC, but I think that seems pretty unlikely. Uh, and it's it's literally just a take on Craig opening the M1 mm-hmm. MacBook at at their last presentation. I mean, I'm a little optimistic, but I think it's just because I really want to see an Apple AR headset. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the actual AR glasses, uh, as far as we can tell from the rumors that have been uh, coming out most recently, those are still uh, two, three, four years out still. But there has been rumblings about this like hybrid AR, VR, more of like an Oculus-style headset that Apple's working on. And the most recent rumors have been saying anywhere between the end of this year and sometime next year, we'll see it. And if that's true, this would be the WWDC where they would get people to start working on apps for it. Uh, but I don't know how they want to unveil that. I feel like that. I feel like that's something they'd want to do in person where people can actually like experience it. That's a very uh, interactive thing. That'd be hard to show over video. And... It's not like every new product category has to be unveiled to developers first. The Apple Watch was unveiled in September before it came out in January. So uh, I'm not expecting it, but I'm, I'm hopeful. Yeah, I guess we can be hopeful. Tim Cook is still beating the AR as a future drum. I think he did an interview a couple of days ago or a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was still his line. It seems like that's been his line for like half a decade now. Right, but, yeah, it sure seems like the, the company's got some grand vision for the future and they're just waiting for technology to catch up so they can actually make it real. I bloody hope so. Otherwise, there's been a lot of talk for nothing. <laughs> just just to distract people. They do these really on-the-nose uh, press images with the AR-looking glasses and they have Tim Cook do interviews saying that AR is the future just so that Samsung is, is uh, distracted. <laughs> <laughs> Samsung's committed 90% of the engineering to AR. Uh-huh. All, yeah, all a futile attempt to compete <laughs> with Apple who are not doing anything with AR. Yep. Uh, there's also a catchphrase or like a title, but I can't, uh, I can't find it now to repeat it. Do you remember what it is? Uh, it was Glow and Behold. Glow and Behold, right. <laughs> Which is also, I think, just commenting on that funny moment. When Craig opened the M1 Mac. 
and his yeah. face glowed with delight and pleasure. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty fun that they're uh, writing the meme. I will say mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. this this laptop that's being opened. There's just yeah. like the slightest hint of an Apple logo on the lid. It's mostly cut off, but it looks almost glowing. I must be looking at some different artwork. Let me try and find it. The one I'm looking at is uh, at the top of the 9to5Mac article about the announcement. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's the one I'm looking at too. I don't see any glow. You don't see the logo? On a very black back of a laptop, there's a light-colored logo, just like the leaf sticking out from the edge frame. Even at maximum brightness, I did not see anything there, but I've just opened up the Apple developer website, which has an almost identical graphic, but instead with a uh, chick with red hair. And mm-hmm. I do see what you're talking about, but I would not say it's glowing. I'd say it's oh. reflecting. Okay. Yeah, this one on the Apple developer website has uh, more of the image. It's got uh, the top edge of the laptop. Right, yeah. And it, it is obviously not glowing in this image. The other one looked like it could be, but you're right. Never mind. That's glowing. so weird that I don't even see it, though. I mean, I'm I'm viewing this on an ultra-fine display, so that's probably what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm viewing it on an Apple-calibrated MacBook Pro. Is it? I don't know. I'm trying to, like, re-rate, move this window around in a way that I can't see, but on my MacBook Pro, I can still see it just fine. Are you saying my screen needs to be bigger? Uh, yeah, it hasn't increased the size I, of the image. I, just, I don't think I so. The made... image resizes. Hmm. So, anyway. Anyway. Uh, so, June 7. June 7 is the date, by the way. So, we're definitely going to see some new operating systems. Like, whether we see new hardware or not. Uh, we'll see iOS 15 and, I guess, macOS 12. I think they might be doing big version bumps from now on. I think so. Well, they've been going, you know, 11.0, 11.1, 11.2. Right, so, yeah. We're not going to get decade plus of Mac OS 11 like we did OS 10. Uh, but do you yeah, have? Yeah, I don't. I don't f- yeah, I was. I was going to ask if you had. Do you have a, w- a wish list for iOS 15 or iPad OS 15 for iOS 15? Well, I don't. I don't have an iPad at the moment, so mm-hmm. I don't really have a wish list there. I might say for iPad OS though, like dual booting mac os just so i could have an ipad hardware but have <laughs> <laughs> have mac os on there right um oh, i would love for airpods to work better i would love for them just to connect better but i don't know if that's really like a ios thing or an airpod firmware thing or just a bluetooth thing i don't have that many qu- quibbles is that the word? i don't have I don't have that many issues with iOS. You give me yours while I have a think. Uh, actually, that was the same boat I found myself in today when I was thinking about it, is I think my iPhone is, is pretty great as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything that I thought about wanting was were things for my iPad. And I guess dual booting macOS would uh, maybe solve most of them. I'd be interested to see how that works, but... Things like, I'm still waiting on some version of Xcode on the iPad. Mm-hmm. That'll yep. be game changer for me. 
Um, I think they can they can do. I want I want to see uh, widgets in a in a usable way on the iPad, and not just in the sidebar. I want to be able to rearrange my home screen. Mm-hmm. I saw a mock-up of a potential future version of iPad OS that treated your home screen more like a a desktop, so mm-hmm. that you could, you could have your applications on there, but you could also take files I guess, from the Files app and put them on there, and you could have direct access access to them. And I thought that was a cool concept and uh, made the iPad feel more like a computer. If I could put folders just from my file system on that home screen, I think that would that would be super helpful for me because there's a couple specific folders I'm always opening and I've always got to navigate. I like dig down into my directories to find it. I would love to have links to those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, the files I, app itself is just atrocious needs yeah. a lot of work let's get rid of files and just bring finder to the ipad finder finder to yeah. the ipad so i guess what i'm saying is i want mac os on the ipad right solves all these problems yeah so another thing for ipad os is that it needs better multitasking so often when you're executing like a like a, a long process i'm thinking like maybe exporting this podcast from ferrite or like importing tons of photos into lightroom you can't really do anything with the ipad while it's doing that so i I found that like a major letdown major downside to using the ipad as opposed to a mac Mm -hmm. i know you can like bring slide over windows and stuff but it's not really the same it's pretty janky to be stuck doing things in a slide over window just because ferrite still got 10 minutes of exporting to go like you would never have that issue on a mac you could just you know alt tab command tab away and get on with whatever else you want and right. then because i've got an intel mac you can't hear anything because the fans are at 300 percent. but <laughs> that's besides the point right yeah uh that and just like the uh the experience of multitasking on an iPad is still unintuitive to me. I have multiple instances, especially in the, uh, I don't remember what this is called, the view where the window is floating above whatever your main application is. So not split view, uh, but slide over, I think. Slide over. Yeah. Where, where especially now that we've gotten to the swipe interface, and so you've got a swipe bar at the top and a swipe bar at the bottom, and it's never, I can never remember which one is going to switch apps on me and which one's actually going to make it go away. And uh, yeah, those gestures are very unintuitive to me. Whenever I've seen someone who's not an enthusiast, an iPad enthusiast, trying to use multitasking, it's usually because they've gotten there by mistake and they don't know how to get out of it. So mm-hmm. obviously that's just a failure in UI. When people get into that position where they don't know what's going on with their windows and i'm talking like i've seen all ages from my three-year-old to my mum and everyone in between getting like getting annoyed because they're trying to do something and a window slides over what they're doing and they don't know what's going on right yeah there needs to be i don't know there's just no visual cues at all on how you multitask uh if if someone got a brand new ipad they would have no idea how to do that. Doesn't it tell you in the intro though, like the setup screens? 
yeah, I guess I'm assuming that you either skip past that or you're just handed a setup iPad. But mm. yeah, I, I don't know what the solution is. That's tricky. But I think that Apple hasn't found it yet. No, I don't think they have. Well, they found it on the Mac. It's just called like Windows. <laughs> yeah, just bring Windows Discovered to the iPad. By, by Fuji Xerox or Xerox or whatever they were called in 1970, whatever. Yeah, at Park. Yeah. Hmm. Just trying to think what else I would want for my phone, though. Ah, uh, yeah, here's probably my last one is text selection and copy and paste. I think that could use a. I, I, if they just put it back to how it was before the current system, I'd be happier than right now. Right, just bring the magnifying uh, glass back. Yeah, please bring it back. So, yeah, I've lost hope at ever being able to accurately select. I mean, the problem is this. It's twofold because the magnifying glass was great for the first, uh, I don't know, seven or eight years of the iPhone. And the iPhone... 6s came out and actually i don't know if 6s 6s introduced force touch but i don't remember if that was the same time they introduced using the keyboard as a trackpad to select text but that eliminated no, the need. that eliminated the need for the magnifying glass in most cases because you could get really accurate with your text selection there but then they got rid of the magnifying glass and they got rid of 3d touch and it suddenly miserable to select text because all of the convenient ways to do it are gone and so you're either trying to copy what's directly under your finger and you can't tell what's selected or you're still using the keyboard trackpad but now it requires two fingers because you got to have one to move the cursor and one to tap to start and stop selections i didn't even know you could do that (laughs) yeah so you can you have to start from the space bar if you hold the space bar then you get the cursor up still and you can move yeah, it around that much, but then yeah. what? You can tap with your other hand and start so, selecting. Yeah, so if you're like holding it with your, if you're like typing with your thumbs, then you can just tap with the second thumb, and that'll start and stop selecting. Ah, oh, okay. But yeah, way less intuitive than just press, you know, a little deeper. And I would love for them to put just the copy, the copy or cut and paste buttons above the keyboard. Like mm-hmm. they do not have to be hidden in a pop-up like context menu. Like there's so much space on the screen now. Like even at the bottom of the screen, like next to the keyboard switcher or anywhere like that. There's gestures for all that now. Yeah, right. <laughs> They're awful, though. They are very bad. The three fingers, three fingers out yeah, the, and in. The pick up and drop. Pick up and drop. Yeah. yeah. Cool in a demo. Right, yeah. It It's not practical, especially on a small phone screen. Yeah, I'm talking iphone mini mm-hmm. operating with one hand like 90 percent of the time impossible right you're supposed to use your nose for one of the fingers <laughs> uh there's some i, th- I think this is a, a fake t- twitter account but was it a fake craig federer you said like if you people who use their nose on their Apple Watch deserve a place in hell or something like that. <laughs> it's probably the same when it comes to phone gestures if you're using your nose as one of the digits. That, yeah, okay. Did you see Apple's working on, this was, <laughs> I mean, this is just a patent that 
patent the apple or someone else picked up in the last couple of weeks uh, a way to control the the uh, Apple Watch by blowing on it. Mm, yeah, I like didn't even click on the article because it sounded like a bit of nonsense. Like if it comes out as a patent, my opinion is it's not going to come out as a actual feature. Right. But uh, was there anything to it? Uh, no, my my uh, extent of my understanding starts and stops with my last sentence because I also just saw the picture <laughs> of the patent and didn't read the article. <laughs> so, have a guess. What what do you think you would do? Uh, the most basic one, and I don't know. I don't know if I wish I would have read the patent now. But if you had like a microphone on either side of the Apple Watch. And so you could blow across it in one direction or the other to like do directional stuff uh, for like very basic selections or things like that. That's my best guess. What are you talking about? Is this like an accessibility feature or for just for everyone? Uh, I, I imagine accessibility, but I don't know. Imagine the situ- any situation you use your nose, like you've got your hands full or there's gloves on and you can't interact with the Apple Watch, so you just blow across it to dismiss something or to uh, delete. I don't I don't even know what interactions you'd want to do, but... Maybe it's it enacts the press of the home button. Ah, oh, yes, the famous Apple Watch home button. The digital crown. <laughs> <laughs> that seems very unpractical, though, because what do you do? You pull up you the app it. grid and then... And then what, though? No, at any time where you needed to press the crown and you couldn't, you could just blow on the watch and it would do the same thing, mm. complete that action. Well, if the watch... there's, Okay, the watch is really bad at even telling when I'm washing my hands, so I don't think it'll be able to accurately say when it's just windy outside or I'm blowing on the watch. Apple Arcade has expanded hugely all of a sudden. Yeah. So it, they've added timeless classics and app store greats so a lot of games have been a lot of games just from like the standard app store have been re-released as plus games so like just to think of some titles like chess so before you search chess and there's like the chess app but now you'll see the same app with the same icon and the same description except it'll say chess plus and it's an apple arcade version and so they've stripped away things like in-app purchases and subscriptions and obviously you don't have to pay for up front because it's part of your Apple Arcade subscription. Uh, so the catalogue is more than 180 games now. I, don't, I can't remember exactly how many have been added as part of this update, but I kind of got stuck on the Oregon Trail. <laughs> that was the first one I saw mm-hmm. and I uh, have not re-looked in Apple Arcade since then because I've just been so hooked. <laughs> This was brand new news to me as of tonight. Uh, I I saw this press announcement a few days ago and uh, just blew it off. I'm like, okay, Apple's Apple's just bragging they have 180 games in arcade now. I'm still not interested in anything. Uh, but actually reading, reading this press release uh, prior to the show, the fact that they're bringing in classic games is really appealing to me. Like... Oregon Trail, not appealing. But go down a few more entries. They've got uh, crossword puzzles and solitaire. And Ah, oh, there we go. Now you're hooked. Yeah, now I'm hooked. Well, I wish I would have actually paid attention when this came out because I just renewed my New York Time crossword puzzles subscription, which is 
40-some uh, dollars a year I pay just for access to that crossword puzzle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would have at least given this uh, Apple Arcade crossword puzzle app a, a shot before paying that. It's always a hard pill to swallow to pay 40-some dollars for crossword puzzles. Mm-hmm. So I would have given this a try. So And then, of course, my favorite Windows game is Solitaire, and I can play that too. Excellent. Your dreams come true. Yeah, and a little farther down, Mini Metro, which is still a better version of Mini yes. Motorways. I, yeah, maybe. Oh, uh, you disagree? <laughs> okay. I didn't, I don't find the concept quite as appealing, but I think the game is better made than Mini Metro. Huh? Yeah, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe it's nostalgia glasses, because I've just played it for so much longer, but. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I just noticed, though, that... So, Mini Metro, there's, there are two versions when you search for Mini Metro. There's Mini Metro and Mini Metro with a plus sign at the end of it. But okay. then if you look at something like NBA 2K21, it's mm-hmm. actually listed as NBA 2K21 Arcade Edition. Ooh. So, there seem to be a, a few different ways that a game can exist in Apple Arcade. I mean, in the App Store. They should unify that. We're going to go back to the days of having light apps. <laughs> yeah, they still exist. You can still get light apps. Do they? But yeah, most most of it's gone to just like download it for free and then pay a subscription later or right. unlock something. Yeah, that was always a mess when there was two versions of every app on the App Store. Mm. Chess and chess light. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I didn't mention, of course, is that if they're on Apple Arcade, it means they're also on Apple TV and on the Mac. So all these games are now cross-platform. Oh, yeah. That's also an interesting aspect that I hadn't considered. And it seems to be that Apple Arcade games have to use iCloud. I'm not sure if that is like a listed requirement, but all of them I've tried so far, I have been able to put down on the phone, pick up on the Mac, and it'll have all my progress there. So that's also very nice. Right. It's like the dream of having... Apple in charge of all the platforms. You pick up on one, you put down on one, and you pick up another, and your state transfers. Yeah. The, the problem is, uh, well, this, this shouldn't be a problem. Things like the uh, Apple TV, which does have user accounts, but I'm not going to set up an account for every one of my kids on my Apple TV. So when they play games on the Apple TV, they're just playing on my account. I guess you just have to hope they play different games from you. Yeah, and they do. I mean, none of my kids are sitting in the living room playing crossword puzzle on the Apple TV. <laughs> Maybe you should get them into that. Maybe. It might help them out during school. Some kind of critical thinking skills, at least. Yeah. By the way, what's uh, with your hate for the Oregon Trail? Oh, I don't have any hate for it. It just didn't sound interesting to me. Really? Have you ever tried it? I have nostalgia for, like, the original Apple II version, but I have not played any remakes. Okay. Was the Apple II version just text-based? Uh, no, it had graphics. Have you have you not played the original Oregon Trail games? Mm, no, I haven't. Mm. I, I guess the version I grew up playing, uh, Apple II is a little early for me, so it was like a DOS version of Oregon Trail. And it was mostly uninteresting because you started your journey buying the supplies you need, and then you just kind of 
traveled a day on, down the trail and you exhausted resources or you have to figure out if you're going to wade a river or if you're going to convert your wagon into a boat and go across it and it's just like little obstacles you encounter along the way mostly text-based except for hunting which is like the the most fun aspect of Oregon Trail because you got this little character and you'd move them around the screen and you'd, you'd shoot your little pixel bullets at whatever animal came across the screen uh, but other than that it was a pretty boring game <laughs> maybe I'm just in the honeymoon phase because it has only been three days see how I am <laughs> next show Oregon Trail that boring piece of junk yeah speaking of the Apple TV the apparently it's quite challenging to get uh, some games playing well considering that they have to output at 4k and uh, you'd want to hit at least 30 fps and the apple tv hardware is not young it's a little bit long in the tooth now yeah uh i've i've definitely seen some stuttering uh when the kids play the more demanding games on there uh like the the hot lava game uh i've seen it have some missed frames and yeah that's too bad that the games don't have the option to downscale like you'd hope even if it's plugged into a 4k tv they could run it 1080p i'd prefer that over jittery gameplay yeah surely it can run at 1080p right like it would be well within its capabilities to do it you would think mm-hmm. and of course fps is usually more important than resolution and even if we do get a new Apple TV this year, which is seeming more likely based on another topic we're going to talk about today, people mm-hmm. are still going to be running the 4K Apple TV 4K and HD, which is still sold on the yeah, still sold by Apple mm-hmm. um, for like for a long time. You'd expect, considering the refresh cycle seems to be like four or five years for this hardware. You know, we could be looking at the original Apple TV 4K still in eight years' time trying to yeah. run a 4K game on... What is it running now? Is it the A9? A10X is what the A10X. 4K has. Yeah. Okay. At least it's the X model. Right, yeah. So, the A10X was no slouch. I mean, that was an iPad Pro chip. Yeah. Uh, but that kind of takes us into... We can just talk about the next topic, which is... Uh, something that was discovered by uh who was it discovered by it was posted on nine to five mac let's see if i can give credit where credit is due apparently just nine to five mac found this so i'm gonna guess it's guillermo rambo i found <laughs> references to 120 hertz support in the tvos 14.5 beta code uh, so the references are either 120 hertz or supports 120 hertz that's a pretty good omen that we are going to see new Apple TV hardware because it, it, they can't just add 120 hertz to the current hardware because it's only a HDMI 2.0 right. port, but it would need to be 2.1 for 4K at 120. Yeah. Promising. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, only because it means that they're still putting effort into a new hardware model of the apple tv but i think i am i don't even know when the next time i buy a new tv is i'm a decade away from even thinking about having 120 hertz television you just bought one exactly yeah so i am happy to hear that i'll have a a new box to plug into it though 
because that sounds much more uh, easy to swallow than Apple dropping support and me having to find a new TV that just has it built in. Right, yeah, that's what's so reassuring about this. Mm-hmm. It's not an ecosystem that's being dumped. Yeah. Well, considering that and also all these effort, all this effort being put into Apple Arcade. Ooh, yeah, maybe those things will go hand in hand and they'll have this gaming-focused Apple TV with 120 hertz and and this big Apple Arcade Plus lineup. Right. What if it started being marketed more as like a console than a TV? Because Apple is putting effort into getting, you know, the actual TV part of the Apple TV, the TV app, onto all the other operating systems anyway. So you don't need an Apple TV to have TV+. Plus. Right. Yeah, there is... I mean, it is already basically just a console. There is no TV explicit benefits that you can't get. You can get iTunes or uh, Apple TV Plus on anything. So, yeah, that makes complete sense. Can you get Apple Music on other TV operating systems? Hmm. Maybe not directly, but you can get lots of TVs with AirPlay in them now. So you could at least AirPlay to them. And also a lot of TVs have browsers and you've got Apple TV, Apple Music in the browser. Ooh, that sounds miserable. Apple Music it, <laughs> in the browser on a TV. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, so what if the next Apple TV, it's got like an A14X, it's got HDMI 2.1 or even there are, there are more HDMIs than after that. And it's like the Apple... The Apple Arcade. What if it's just called the Apple Arcade and it comes with a controller? Yeah. Yeah, maybe people are hypothesizing the Apple TV's dead because it's actually being rebranded. Yeah. Well, you heard it here first. There you go. Apple Track better get on this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> are they going to list me or are they going to list the show? Uh... They better they better split us up because I don't want to be tied into your ridiculous five air tags for a hundred dollars <laughs> prediction. Oh, ah, that's the contentious point, is it? Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. We were uh, supposed to be keeping our own little document of prophecies. Oh, are we? Didn't we talk about doing that once? Probably. Probably. I tune you out half the time. Well, I actually gave that to you as an action point, and you didn't complete it, so. Wait, really? <laughs> no. We'll let we'll let our listeners do that. <laughs> See if anyone is uh, interested enough to do that. <laughs> Stick it all up at a URL. Ah, so the fourteen point five beta six was released as well, and that has a, a couple of very minor changes. If you'd like to discuss them, uh, firstly, no, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Is that what you're gonna say? No, no, I, <laughs> I, I'm kind of excited about the 14.5 beta six stuff. Oh, okay. Well, battery calibration, I'm, I couldn't be less interested in. But uh, and it's only for iPhone 11s, right? Yeah, the uh, yeah. the new uh, Siri voices I like quite a bit. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, first of all, in the setup process for iOS. Uh, there's there's no default Siri voice anymore. You get to you get to pick what voice you want to use, and at least in the U.S., there's four selections now. Uh, there's the two traditional ones that we've always got that were 
in the past referred to as male and female voices, but I think they're just like voice one, two, three, four now. Um, and then there's two new ones that, that also would probably be recognized as male and female voices. And I went through and listened to all of them and I'm using a new one. Mm, okay. Uh, I was kind of really hoping for something really, really different. And like, I was going to be able to switch to a, uh, uh, a male voice, but I ended up going with what just sounded the most natural and it was their new refined, uh, female sounding voice that I ended up going with. Mm, I, okay. I don't know if, if you got any new ones though, was that just a U.S. thing? It seems to be just a U.S. thing. Yeah. Okay. I haven't actually set up my phone from scratch to confirm that, but. Uh, well, you can just, just change your voices in research. the settings as well. Uh, yeah. Okay. Clever me. Yeah. I'm heading in there now. All right. Well, I'm going to let my new Siri do the talking and she can tell you, and you can tell me how you, how you think it sounds, but I think it sounds great. What's zero divided by zero? Imagine that you have zero cookies and you split them evenly among zero friends. How many cookies does each person get? See, it doesn't make sense. And cookie monster is sad that there are no cookies and your friends are <laughs> sad because they don't exist. Oh, wow. This escalated quickly. Anyway, uh, it's not perfect, but I think it's the most uh, natural sounding voice I've heard so far. That has to be the top Siri response that you can generate. I cannot think of anything funnier than that that Siri says. <laughs> uh, she's actually toned it down because her new response is like, and your friends are sad because they don't exist. But her response used to be, and you're sad because you don't have friends. Oh, really? Yeah. But oh, so y- now it says your friends are sad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what's zero divided by zero is kind of the new where do I hide a body of the initial version of Siri. Oh, what was the response to that again? Originally, in 2011, when Siri came out, uh, you could ask her where to hide a body, and she would like do a search for like local dumps and stuff. <laughs> so, oh, amazing. Yeah. So, uh, I I've still got just voice one and voice two, so they have been renamed from male and female. Right. Well, hopefully it's a sign of things to come and there'll be, uh, uh, I assume this was all like, uh, ML driven voices. And so maybe mm. they'll be rolling that out in other places in the near future. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, the voice the default Siri voice is voice two in Australia. So I don't know if that's something they randomize. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure how it's detected because what it was the default us Siri voice was voice four for me. Okay. Well, once they stick uh, some Australian through the ML, maybe we'll get something interesting. <laughs> maybe. It's going to change from your Siri to, hey, Cobba. <laughs> you say Cobba? Cobba just means friend. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. There was something else about Beta 6 as well, wasn't there? Battery calibration, mm-hmm. new Siri voices. I'm thinking there's one other thing. Am I imagining it? Uh, there's a battery recalibration tool. Yeah. Not that. Those are the only things I remember or that I've heard. Okay. I must have been imagining that third one. <laughs> That's all right. I wonder when we're going to actually see 14.5 come out. 
Uh, well, I believe the answer is on the subreddit right now, if you were to go and have a look. Oh, yeah? Uh, um what where are I looking for on? it was there <laughs> I swear to god it was there <laughs> unless it was on unless it was on the iphone subreddit or it was just deleted for all i know checking the iphone subreddit. oh here we go yeah it's on the iphone subreddit top of the iphone subreddit well, we'll arrive Cook finally reveals ios 14.5 update will arrive this month and i haven't read the article to confirm that Okay. To see actually what is the quote. Mm. This is in reference to the interview involving the app tracking policy. Mm-hmm. It's one of those articles where you have to read all of it to get the one line that you actually want. Right. And there's which like a dozen ads right in the middle of everything. Uh, it doesn't actually quote him. It just says he confirmed it would arrive this month. So, uh, and actually the. Was the interview this month in April? Well, I guess it had to be mm-hmm. because it didn't arrive in March. Yeah. Anyway, it has been a long cycle, hasn't it? I guess a lot of this is probably just them getting ready for all the pushback with the the new app tracking policies and making sure all their I's are dotted and T's are crossed before launching it and and probably also giving developers as much time as possible to uh support these new policies but yeah, yeah it, right. it does feel like it's been a really long time and those topics have been really high up on the subreddit recently but i tend not to stick them in the show because we have talked about it before and also i don't find it all that interesting nor do i know much about the topic so yeah, i tend to ignore them yeah yeah, it's just more of like more of Facebook complaining. Mm, yeah. It is too bad that some really useful features are kind of being held hostage alongside this new policy. It's like you know, people could have been unlocking their phones with a face mask on for the last month and a half, but right. They've been holding it up cuz Facebook's complaining. But hopefully a uh, the new version of of iOS will be announced as part of whatever this keynote is this month maybe they're waiting mm. because they want to demo something in the keynote and then say and it'll be out today that's an interesting thought yeah hmm. yeah i'm really hoping for an event this month yeah i need something it's been too long you need it uh-huh. like um, a like a druggie you just need a fix that's exactly right i'm james vdm on reddit and on twitter and i'm jelly Woot on reddit and twitter and you can find the show notes at reddit.com slash r slash the r apple show. was a little bit light on topics, but we managed to get there. Yeah, we're still over an hour. Yeah. I'm wondering if uh, pulling the show back a day, doing it early is going to perhaps tend to that. Although we do, you know, have like two weeks of topics to do, but mm-hmm. uh, I guess. Did you guys have a public holiday today? For you uh no what was the holiday before oh, okay you don't get easter monday off oh no that's not like a, okay. a national holiday or anything right okay i was thinking that that might uh have been the cause for not many topics come out in the last you know a couple of days but mm-hmm. because often for me i find on on my monday 
there's like zero news because North America hasn't done anything for the weekend. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I thought that might be the case if you guys all had a holiday on Monday. It's just you guys, apparently, that like to celebrate the day after holidays, right? Because you get Easter Monday, you get Boxing Day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so these are all new concepts to me. Say one of your holidays did land on a Sunday, would you get Monday off? Uh, yeah, if it was a federal holiday, uh, it would be recognized on Monday. Yeah, see? See? Okay, but yeah, I guess we just don't recognize that many religious holidays. I think Christmas is, is a federal holiday, but we don't have any other, off the top of my head, religious holidays that are recognized mm, okay. at the federal level. Yeah, right. How many national holidays do you have each year? Uh, like half a dozen. Let me look. So, oh yeah, New yeah, Year's Day, Martin Luther King Jr., uh, like a President's Day, Memorial Day, Independence Day, Labor Day, Veterans Day, Thanksgiving, Christmas. So one, two, three, okay. four, five, six. Pretty seven, equivalent eight, then. Nine. Yeah. Let's see, we've got uh, New Year's Day mm-hmm. and then the New Year's Day holiday, Australia Day, Labor Day, Good Friday, Easter Monday, Anzac Day, WA Day, Queen's Birthday, Christmas Day, and then the day after Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. WA Day? Western Australia Day? Yeah, this was uh, state holidays, uh, okay. but including national holidays as well. So I see. Yeah. Man, I wish we had state holidays. I guess there is a Kansas Day. I remember celebrating that in school, but it wasn't like a day off. Mm, yeah, maybe you should start petitioning for that. <laughs> no, Kansas day. Kansas day was always the best days of school. Cause, oh, because you're doing nothing at, at school with all your friends? Uh, yeah, pretty much. It was like, uh, there was always just activities to do. Uh, it was like settler-themed, so... Uh, I can't even remember any activities now. I remember eating buffalo burgers. I remember <laughs> doing some kind of like weaving thing and mm-hmm. and like trying to mill corn to make bread and things like that. Wow. That sounds like great fun. <laughs> it's better we than had day like, of school. We had book day and you could dress up as a book character. Ooh. I think that's what we did. Okay. But, of course, you could just wear plain clothes and say you were any character from a book no one had heard of or that just wore plain clothes. So Is that what you did? Yeah. Some people really... T- well, by the end of primary school, mm-hmm. I was doing that, but not when I was young and still had imagination. But, you know, when, by the time I was 12, I was old and cynical. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was actually, I think, scarred by a previous experience. Oh, uh, yeah. I knew the day was coming up. I thought it was such and such a date. My mum insisted it wasn't that date, but I insisted on going to school dressed up as a ghost, So, which meant I just had a sheet over my head with eye holes cut out. Uh-huh. So I went and it wasn't the day. No one else was dressed up. Oh, no. <laughs> you pulled a Dax flame? What? D- Dax flame? Was was one of the uh, like original big YouTube channels. 
like 2006 to 2007 like the very beginning days of youtube he's he's a kid uh at this time and he he started like one of the very first uh almost like a vlog he'd do like a a a very frequent video journal uh but he's got a very interesting personality and like one of his most famous videos is him going to school dressed as like it's actually him in the morning before school dressed as superman all excited about going to school for superhero day or whatever and there's a video of him like that evening crying because it actually wasn't superhero day and he was mortified and Aww. um yeah but he was he was one of the biggest channels on youtube really initially. and he was a a school age kid uh yeah i i don't really get a feel for exactly how old he is maybe like middle school aged so uh pre preteen um but yeah he's he uh when he got a bit of a movie career after getting big on youtube he was in a couple movies uh project x he was in and 21 jump street and then he just kind of disappeared for years and years until idubs made a documentary about him last year and, like, and where is he now? Uh, well, he was working at an ice cream shop. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And yeah, that's a slight change. Yeah. Well, the uh, the rekindled fame from from Idubs drawing attention to his channel again. He he's kind of kickstarted his YouTube channel again, and he's post posting mm-hmm. videos frequently, and he's he's trying to make it like a he's making a smoothie themed game show on there right now interesting yeah Yeah. anyway but a very classic video i I thought you would have got the reference sadly not i'll have to look it up so homework is dax flame and space balls there you go yeah and your homework is to re-listen to every single show and write down everything we've predicted since the beginning that would be a there actually are some surprising moments. I've had times where I've like thought that I would re-listen to all our shows and made it into like the first half dozen or so. And even mm-hmm. even just in those first half dozen episodes, there are things we predicted three and a half years ago that did come true. Yeah, yeah, you've mentioned them before. Yeah. I can't remember which one it was, but... Yeah, I don't have any off the top of yeah, my head either. So I'll get a whole collection together and I'll submit it to Apple Track so that we can have a real score on their website (laughs) okay except ours is just based on guessing so i'm not sure our percentage is going to be too high and are you going to submit all the things that didn't come true as well or just just the ones that did come true (laughs) so we have 100 percent. yeah everything everything that did come true we were 100 percent serious about and the things that didn't come true was just us being ridiculous and joking during the show and obviously that wasn't real prediction yeah you can tell by the tone right exactly which ones we're serious about right and also that they came true. I'm serious that you are dead wrong that you're going to get five air tags for $100. <laughs> I can't wait for them never to be released. <laughs> there was a, a uh, this was maybe a couple weeks ago, uh, a rumor that, that priced air tags at $40 a piece. They're going to sell as many air tags as they are AirPod Maxes or HomePods. Mm-hmm. People are going to be buying AirTags in 10 years, which came with the original firmware. 
if they're at 40 bucks each 40 us each right yeah so that, like what 50 dollars for you it's actually pretty good at the moment so yeah it's probably 50 60 or in between there okay i think that's expensive but i think three for 100 is right where it's at yeah it doesn't sound too bad but i'm just hoping for better yeah didn't talk about the price of the new Apple TV. Well, that might be, but save that for another week, I guess. Yeah. And I don't know. Hopefully it's not too much more than the $150 or whatever it is currently. Yeah, hopefully it's nothing more. <laughs> Although if it's repositioned as a console, then it could well be. Yeah, if they if they pivoted to be going against like the PlayStation and the Xbox... There's there's some degree of like they have to price it higher just so it's perceived as more of a competitor, yeah. you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you put an A14X in an Apple TV, which the M1 is basically an A14X with a couple extra computer-specific uh, bits added to the architecture. Yeah, like Thunderbolt and... Yeah. What else? So an A14X in an Apple TV is basically... A Mac Mini. Mm. So I I don't know what that means, except maybe they just... Apple TV's dead, but you can plug the Mac Mini into a TV and it'll run tvOS. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly you can dual boot a Mac Mini into iPadOS, iOS, and tvOS. Well, we'll go back to having a... You remember Front Row? It'll it'll basically be that, except the whole tvOS will come up. Amazing. I'm going to have to start remuxing all my MKVs into MP4s again. <laughs> That's a blast from the past. That actually would, wouldn't work too bad, except it'd just be too expensive. You don't need to spend $1,000 for a box for your TV, but... Yeah. Otherwise, good prediction. I've just been staring at my Google image search for Dax Flame this whole time. <laughs> you find some interesting things? Oh, no, I haven't touched it. Like, I haven't scrolled. Oh, you're just looking at pictures of Dax's face. The same dozen pictures, yeah. Yeah. I bet that video... He's be- got the kind of face where his hairstyle would dictate his age, not yeah. his face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I bet that video of him will be one of the very first things in your image search. Him in a Superman costume. Uh, yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah, there you go. 